Blog Talk Radio. Did you know animals are all around us? Some you call friends, some you call foe. Whether you love us or hate us or both, did you know we are still willing to contribute to you? Tune in to me, your very own Charlie, the dog, and my loyal mouthpiece, Susie Guts. Some call her a dog whisperer. Really? I've never heard her whisper. Oh, yeah. Anyways, tune in to me, Charlie, and my sidekick, Susie, to learn pragmatic tips and tools to interact with animals in a totally different way. Join the fun on Conversations with Dog here on Blog Dog Radio. Conversations with Dog. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Dog. My name is Susie Gatti and I am the mouthpiece of Charlie Yes Dog, who is really the host of the show. And yes, he is a dog. So um, it's been really fun to work with him over the last, Wow, it's been, I don't even remember now how when we started this uh, with Charlie. Doing this show for the last few years has been an amazing contribution to my life personally. And also, it's been really fun to get feedback from you guys that are listening. So I know that some people have said that the show has assisted them in their relationship with their animals. And so I'm really, really grateful for that. And I'm really happy that this is a contribution to you. So um, I just uh, today is is a very dear topic to me because it it is so interesting how um, we as people really don't allow ourselves to be aware of just how much our animals into us and we really function more from the idea that there is a huge separation and that animals are stupid. And we do all this stuff to basically look at how intelligent are our animals. We do tests, we do intelligent tests on them and we make them solve puzzles or we we determine <clears throat> by the way they communicate with each other how much intelligence they have, etc. And I think it's just so interesting that we we choose that as a way of really measuring things rather than really tuning into awareness and energies. And, you know, people have been using animal communication for a very, very long time. And every time that people are communicating with animals, there is really a, an incredible amount of wisdom an incredible amount of contribution that these animals have towards us. And also what I've always found fascinating is that animals really don't hold a grudge against us, even if we have been torturing them, even if we've been using them in laboratories to test on, even if we are keeping them in the most uh, unbelievable conditions as a whole, they really don't hold a grudge against us. And that is quite fascinating to me because we have really not been treating them with respect or with the, with the amount of um, just caring that we could. Um, you know, we, we assume, like even in China, I, was, I visited China extensively before uh, in, in, the, in the early, early 90s. So this is a long time ago. 
uh, the general belief was that animals feel anything. And so in China, people eat dogs. And I generally, honestly, do not have a point of view what animals we eat. Um, because, you know, in India, they see the cows as sacred. And here, beef burgers are our, uh, almost, for a lot of people, almost a daily occurrence. So it, I cannot judge somebody for what animals they do eat or they don't eat. Um, that's really not the point. But they were basically kicking the dogs before they were killing them in the markets because their point of view was that the meat tasted better when you kicked the dog around while it was still alive. And they would literally play soccer with dogs um, in the markets. Uh, I saw it. And so it, it, that to me was a very bizarre way of dealing with things. And they were saying that, um, that those animals can't feel anything. But we really don't even have to go to a country like China, curse in the United States. Um, I'm sorry, but if you think that our slaughterhouses are kind or that they are treating our animals kindly, um, you may have to look at this one again. We treat animals like shit. Um, and there are videos of people taking, um, you know, young pigs and just hitting them on the ground um, because they're not fit for whatever reason and then throwing them in a trash bin, not caring whether they were still alive or not, not caring about anything. I mean, those things go on on a daily basis. So we are not treating animals kindly around the globe. Um, And that's really something we have to be willing to acknowledge. We have to be willing to look at and we have to be willing to, to really truly face like and not push it away and not not really go into like a huge reaction but just to acknowledge that that's what's going on and is that actually working for you or is that something you would like to see to be changed in the world and what energy space and consciousness can you and your body be to contribute to all of this changing does that mean you have to go out there and fight maybe but Usually that doesn't do so much. Um, It's usually more about really truly, can you change your point of view? Can you destroy and uncreate everywhere that you have been a contribution to that existing today? So everywhere you have decided that, or where everywhere you have been in any lifetime contributing to animals being mistreated, to animals being treated as an object, as something that doesn't, count as something that doesn't have any kind of awareness or consciousness, will you please destroy and uncreate all that now? Yeah. Times a gazillion. Thank you. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So um, for me, um, it's really important that we start to not turn away from these things, but to really be aware of them, to really be willing to look at it and go, okay, this is not working for me. What can I do to contribute to this changing? Um, You know, and sometimes it can even be a choice also, like where do I go and buy my meat today? Uh, Am I buying it just at the grocery store and I don't really know where it's coming from? Or am I going to a more local facility? Do I know how they treat the animals? We have a lot of potency in our buying and consumer um, 
in the way that we are consuming things, we have a lot of power. Everywhere you've decided you don't count or you don't have anything to say or you don't have any influence, will you please destroy and uncreate all that? Times a gazillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyond. So, you know, in essence, if you were totally willing to to truly, truly start to change the way that you're looking at this and not turn away from it, contribute, and what could you change? So <clears throat> this was just a little side note here and a little bit of a segue. But because in a way, I wonder too, like in order for us to treat animals unkindly and in order for us to treat animals the way that we have been treating them, is that also the way that we disconnect from them in a way that we we have to sort of make this okay so we are we are pushing we're pushing that basically out of the way you know so so everything you have done with that and everywhere you've decided that that was the way that you had to be in the world will you just try and uncreate all that please Sounds a gazillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyond. So what if you truly, truly were willing now to embrace that connection, to really, truly have the willingness to to really perceive animals? And I know some of you have shut yourselves down because you don't want to perceive the suffering of the animal kingdom. And that's okay, too. I do get it. It's not comfortable when you're perceiving that. And yet, with cutting that off, you are also cutting off everything else. So what if it wasn't so bad, actually? And what if you could actually also choose the radio station that you're tuning into? So in other words, if you are opening yourself up to receiving everything, yes, you will also receive some of the not-so-wonderful things, And what if that wasn't as bad as you thought it was? Because if you have resistance to receiving that, guess what? You're going to receive a lot more of it. If you are actually willing to receive it all, if you don't have a point of view about what that looks like and what that is, then you can actually also start to allow yourself to tune into the radio station that you would like to tune into. So in other words, You know, if you're looking at energetic communication like a radio wave that is being sent out, you can tune into the station you want to listen to. So you could also tune into where there are really happy stories, where there are amazing things that are going on with animals, and you can receive more of that. It's just often we are so tuned into perceiving and receiving only the bad things for whatever reason. (laughs) So what if you started to actually tune into the other things as well? So again, everywhere that you have decided that you will not be tuning into um, all of that, will you now please destroy and uncreate it? Yes. Time to get Zion, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. So, um, so really, really, truly, what else is possible? And so if we're talking about the connection that is actually occurring, 
animals truly are receiving us 100% of the time. They are perceiving our moods. They are perceiving our thoughts. They are perceiving our emotions. They are perceiving a lot of what is going on for us. So when we are when we are just basically living our lives, our animals are very much in tune. Now, do they know every little detail that's going on for you? No, not necessarily. This is sometimes where this can be a little tricky because you might say, well, my dog may be perceiving me, but he still doesn't understand what I'm doing, which that may actually be correct. Your dog may not completely understand what's going on for you, but your dog picks up on the energy. It's almost like you have been in a situation like that. You're coming home and your partner or your kid or your your roommate is in a bad mood. And you're walking in and you immediately know, whoa, something is up. You know, the mood in here is, whoa, you know, you could cut through the air like it's not fun. It, there's something up. You don't know the details of it, but you know something is up. And that's kind of how you have to have to see it, how the animals are perceiving that. It's like, oh, they know something is up. They may not know what is up. They may not know what's causing it or how to change it or what is required, but they also can perceive that energy and they're like, whoa, what's going on? The only thing is that they would not go into like a thought process of, let's say you're coming home and your dog has soiled your carpet and now you're upset. Now, your dog will pick up that you're upset, but he may not necessarily now conclude, because that's not how animals function, that you're upset about him. He will very much receive that you're upset, and he will react to that. And if you, especially if you start yelling at him now, he will be acting like, going oh, no, on, what have I done? Like, he will start to pinch his tail. He will get lower himself. He will be like something is really off here and I do get it. Um, but he's not going to say, oh, it's because I soiled the carpet earlier and now I'm being yelled at for that. Um, he is most likely not going to make that connection, but he certainly picks up your mood and he certainly understands when you're yelling at him that something is really off. So you have to, you have to get that you have to know that that is actually happening now the thing that's really important about this too is that if you are actually if you were willing to to truly enter in a part of a communication with your animal here you could start asking questions and you could actually also then start to receive the information that might be available so if you ask, for example, what prompted you to soil the carpet? What what choice is it that made you soil the carpet right there? What is that? You will receive information. Your animal will be able to give you information about that. Now, if you are totally willing to be open and not come from conclusion and not come from your own point of view about why that occurred, a lot of times we go, oh, my dog is trying to punish me or oh my animal is too stupid to know where to go or my animal uh 
you know, there was another dog in the house a week ago and that's why he did that. Or, or no, he's pissed at me. Or like whatever all those things are, if you could actually let go of that and really just be totally open to whatever communication might be coming, you might be really surprised because a lot of times what we have decided causes a behavior may actually not be at all what causes the behavior. So for me, the best way to just really open yourself up to receiving that information is to just um, do a very, very simple, simple exercise. And um, I call it the three-point exercise. Now, this is something that is actually known in a lot of different modalities that when you start to really be totally aware of three things that have to do with your body, you can no longer really be in your head, you can no longer be checked out, you can no longer really be anything but present. And so in order for you to receive animal communication, you actually want to be present. So how do you do that? Take three things that have to do with your body and at the same time, just be aware of them. So let's say right now, perceive your bum. Like, where's your bum? Is it sitting on a chair? If you're standing, perceive your feet on the floor. If you're sitting, perceive your bum on the chair. Put one of your hands on your belly and just perceive your hand touching your belly. Now, the third thing could be that you are just perceiving your breath going in and out. It could be you're perceiving whatever it is you're looking at. If you are using your eyes, I recommend resting them on the spot, just you know, being calm with your eyes, like putting them on the spot. Now, you could also listen to a sound, like if there is something going on in the background, you could listen to that. And the important thing now is that you do all three things at the same time. So again, your feet, your butt, your hand, your breath, your eyes, the sound, now expand out also in all directions, spherically, so also down into the earth. Expand your energy, your foot, your bum, your eyes, the sound, your hand. And not consecutively like I'm listing it here, but all at the same time. Do it all at the same time. Expand out more. Expand your energy beyond the room that you're in, beyond the city that you're in, and also down into the earth, all three points at the same time. Expand through the earth and out into the universe, all three points at the same time. Expand out more. All three points at the same time, expand up more. So now just from that space, which you can perceive, you have space now, without thinking, just ask the question that will allow you to receive 
whatever it is that will assist in changing the behavior that your animal has. What question could you ask that will give you the awareness that will lead to the change that you've been wondering about, that you've been asking for? And keep it simple. Don't go around and around in a rigmarole. Expand out more. Expand out more. Three points. Expand out more. Three points. Now just allow, in the moment that you asked the question, there was an energy. So you may not have words for that energy, but your animal will have immediately given you information. Now that information may show up in a, as a thought. It may show up in pictures. It may be even a sound, a story that you can hear. It may just be an energy. And so you can ask now, if you weren't clear on what that energy is, you can ask, what is that energy? Can I please have some more clarity on that? What is this? And again, please be open to the possibility that it is something completely different than what you have already concluded about the situation. It may have nothing to do with any thoughts you have had about this. Any preconceived ideas you might have had about this. And truly allow the communication to come in. Don't get it at all. Just say, hey, I'm sorry I didn't get that. Can you give this to me in a different way? But what if you truly just allowed yourself to have the awareness? Without concluding anything about it. Everything that doesn't allow that, will you just join on creative, please? And to get millions. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Okay, now this exercise for me is a really great start to truly open the door to the energy coming towards you in a different way for you to actually receive the communication. So this is really you just being space, being open to receiving um, a way that you maybe have not been willing to receive before. Now, in that space, um, you will also, like I said before, you will get information maybe that you didn't expect. Um, a lot of times the behaviors that our animals are exhibiting really have nothing to do with our preconceived ideas about why. Sometimes they really are so different that if we were not willing to truly receive that as information, we cannot really change 
whatever it is that might be going on for us or for them or for us together because we are really digging around in the wrong place. And the the solution, quote-unquote, for whatever it might be, is really so different that it's not really um, solvable unless you are actually willing to look at this from a different way. And the animal will show you the way. It's very interesting. They, they do know how they're behaving and what they're doing. And they can give you uh, basically a, an awareness of what it is that is prompting them to do something. So it's not that they are unaware of it. It's just sometimes they may also be stuck in a behavior or they may be stuck in a conclusion. Um, and until we actually let that go, they cannot change the behavior either. For example, if your dog has decided or taken on a job that you have given him, maybe without even knowing. Let's say when you first got your dog, you were in a certain situation and you had that point of view that your dog needed to protect you. A lot of people have that point of view, by the way, and a lot of people give that job to their dog, but they don't actually define what that means. So now the dog has to choose what that actually means. And so that could mean that the dog will never let anybody close to you, um, whether that's your lover or your children or your spouse or, or your friends or strangers or other animals or whatever it might be. Every dog can have their own unique definition of what this particular job should look like. So if you haven't defined a job like that, but you have at some point given that job, then your dog will do the best that he or she can to fulfill that demand that you have given. The one thing you can do, which is a great way of doing things, is you can fire your dog from the job. So what right now if you just fired your dog from whatever job that you might have given that is actually not a contribution to your life and to their life and to your relationship? So just fire them now. Okay, you're fired. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And if you actually have the point of view that your dog is um, supposed to protect you, then can you please define this a little bit more? Like, what do you mean by that? And really look at it. Not just like, well, you know, if somebody wants to hit me. No. Like, actually look at it. What is it truly that you are asking for? What is it that you are expecting your dog to Again, this is very energetic. And so you may want to look at that in that way because your dog will really do the best they can to fulfill that job. And so if it's wishy-washy or if it's just sort of a very generic way of saying it, then again, your dog is going to have to fill in the gaps by the way that he or she decides it needs to be done. So what if you really looked at how do I wish this to be done? Like really, truly, you may want to just really sit down for a minute and go, okay, what, what jobs have I given my dog, number one, that I even maybe haven't acknowledged? And if I'm giving my dog a job, what exactly should this look like? Um, and really have a job description. 
and just be very succinct about it and very clear about it. So, for example, with Charlie, and for him is that during the day, whoever comes to the house, uh, I want him to just be friendly and great and be the nicest dog. And when it's dark, I want him to bark at everything that's coming to the house. And he does that. So it's really fun for me. At night, he will bark, which that works for me. During the day, he is just friendly. And, you know, and then the other thing is, please, be aware. If you were ever to be insulted for real, like not insulted in terms of somebody's insulting you, but, I mean, if somebody was coming for your life, please don't worry. Even your Yorkshire Tire Terrier will try to kill that person. There is not a dog that will lie on the couch and watch something like that. I would yet have to hear a story like that. I have never, ever so far heard of a dog that didn't react to when somebody was truly threatened um, for their life to not be reacting. Like uh, most dogs will give their lives to protect you. So don't worry, even if you have the most docile, friendly dog that has never even looked at anybody cross-eyed before, if somebody was to come and insult you for your life or threaten your life, that dog will turn into a ferocious um, being like you have never met before. Those stories you can find all over the Internet and everywhere I have never heard it the other way around, like my dog stood by when I was being attacked. I've never heard that. So um, <laughs> so with all of that, let's take a quick break here, and then let's continue with this conversation of what is actually required for you to also mm, intentions or changing things that aren't working or how you can actually play a little bit more with those energies. So we'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dane here and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift. When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video and audio downloads, online classes, and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, 
recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. This is Charlie's in Charge. Well, actually, no, but I don't, don't tell Susie that. It's actually Conversations with Dog, with your host, Charlie, and my mouthpiece, Susie Godsey. Have a question about today's topic? Use your fingers or paws to call in at 347-633-9393. You can also send me an email between shows about how much you love me, or for autographs, paw stamps, or whatever you want, at charlie at suzygodsey.com. I'll make sure Susie gets them, too. Now back to our salivating conversation. Conversations with Dog. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Dogs. Um, so much gratitude for you being here today. And um, we are talking about basically the connection that we can have with animals and that we're often just refusing to have or that we're really not willing to acknowledge that it's there and um, and that we're also not often using to our advantage. And what I mean by that is not that we should be taking advantage of our dogs. That's really not what it's about, But or cats or animals, but really more like looking at how can we actually use this energetic com- uh, communication and connection that we have available to us in a way that can help us moving forward through barricades, through behavior issues, through things that maybe aren't working with our animals. And so if we were willing to actually use these tools of energetic communication and and even energy as a whole, like what could we create and how could we actually truly allow ourselves to have more of that connection? Now, what I was writing in um, in the description too is that with that connection, you can create create greater, but you can also create havoc. So in a way, um, that is very interesting too, uh, because when, you're, when you are creating havoc, um, what can happen is that um, you can have a thought and, you know, your animal will start reacting to that thought. And I've told this story many, many times. But, for example, one time I was walking on the beach with Charlie. And when uh, he had, prior to that, he had um, sometimes reaction to puppies. Like, we're not his favorite kind of animal. (laughs) And so he would have reactions to them. And I've worked with him over time. And he had gotten better and better. And we met this puppy on the beach. And he was just the cutest little thing. And Charlie actually started rolling around on his back and the puppy was biting him in the face and pulling on his ears and all sorts of things were going on. And the puppy just kept like, you know, just being himself and biting Charlie. And I had this thought that, oh, a few months ago, this would have not been possible. You, and I mean Charlie, would have done. And so I had a thought of what Charlie would have done in the past 
And literally, I didn't even finish the thought. And Charlie whipped around and nailed that puppy to the ground, just pushed him down to the ground. And I was shocked, and so was the other person. And so I grabbed Charlie, and then I actually realized that I had created that scenario. I had truly then just asked Charlie to be the way that he used to be. And for him, it was just a a command. It was just something that I was requesting of him. He didn't have a point of view that this was bad or good or ugly. He doesn't care. That's not how animals function. They don't have that kind of judgment system where they look at like, oh, now I'm doing good behavior. Now I'm doing bad behavior. That's not how they work. Um, And so when I projected that at him, he just responded to it. And he was like, oh, sure, I can do that. Boom. And so I had to apologize to the person and to myself and to Charlie because I was truly the one that had created that scenario. It wasn't Charlie who had created that scenario. So we just have to be really, really aware that when we are having um, something that comes through that clearly, that that will create something for the animals in the animals world. And also, um, you know, depending on how tuned in your dog is, not every dog is completely tuned in. Some dogs will not fulfill your every request and some dogs will try to fulfill your every request. So please be aware of that too. Not every animal will respond in the same exact way. So please be aware of that. But in essence, they all receive the information and whether or not they're going to deliver is is a different story. But if you're not aware that these animals are basically Uh, willing to and capable of delivering when you are projecting thoughts at them, then you are now completely puzzled by your dog's behavior. So this also goes the other way. So for example, I've had um, many, many, many consultations with people that say all of a sudden my dog did such and such. For example, all of a sudden my dog nipped my child. And I said, okay, let's look at the all of a sudden kind of point of view. So really, truly, did you have no idea? Did you have no inclination, no warning, no nothing? And most people will say, no, it came totally out of the blue. There was nothing at all, nothing that provoked it, nothing that I could see, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then I say, okay, let's go through this one more time. Like, what were you doing? What were you, how how did the day start? What was going on? So when we go through it again, every single solitary person received the information that on that day something was not going to work out well with the dog. So they either in the morning already knew my dog is cranky, I should just put him in the backyard, or in the morning they got this, they already had this sense of like, you know what, today I should blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, the information was very clear, but they would brush it away because the dog the dog had never done anything bad or the dog had never reacted to anything before in a certain way or there was just like the blindness to it in a way that the energy was actually already telling them, okay, something is off, something is not okay, 
please come and check. And the person would brush that away and go, oh, no, everything is fine. My dog has never done anything. Sometimes people would even get like, oh, my dog is going to bite my kids. And they would totally just disregard that and thought that that was a a thought that they were having, a bad thought, a bad... If something like that comes up in your universe, please listen to it. And it's not that you should now get frantic over every thought that comes into your awareness. That's not what this is about. You can still ask a question. You could still say, oh, wow, was that an awareness or was just, was that a thought that I picked up from somebody else or was that actually an awareness? Do I have to do something about this? When it comes to an animal misbehaving, um, please don't ever brush that away. Please follow up with that. If the universe, if the energy, if maybe even your dog is giving you information, for example, your dog might be going, help, please somebody help me. This kid is driving me crazy. I probably, like, I I can't stand this any longer. I need to get out of here. If you are perceiving that information and that energy, you want to be there for your dog and you want to help them out of the situation. And that might mean that you are removing your dog from the situation, putting your dog in the car, in another room, in the garage, in the garden, uh, on a leash, whatever is required but please help your dog out in a moment like that. Um, You know, kids can be incredibly irritating to an animal and they may tolerate it for an hour or two hours even and then all of a sudden it's like they had enough. Uh, So if you are turning your energy away, if you are turning your awareness off at that moment, you're you're not really... You might be receiving the information, but you're not willing to actually look at what is going on here. So please, when you get information like that in the future, do your best to actually respond and and at least ask another question and investigate. But it is important that you don't brush it away and just go, oh, it's going to be fine. Those are the moments when it's not going to be fine usually And so uh, to come back to my story, literally every time that somebody has said, my dog did something out of the blue, when we investigated, everybody knew that something was going to occur and they just didn't listen to that. So it's really important that you're also willing to receive the communication. And so number one on that is if you keep practicing that little exercise that we did earlier, This can really, really assist you in becoming more aware when those energies are being delivered and when you are receiving them and to really be more cognitive of them. And it being more than just this little whisper that goes by, but it becomes a bit more substantial so that it's harder for you to ignore it, in other words. So that exercise can help a lot. Um, Another exercise that you can do is to connect with your animal energetically in a different way is to basically, um, you can, again, we can do it together right now. You can play with it. So let's say you are not with your animal or if you are with your animal, it doesn't actually matter. But right now, flow energy towards your pet. 
so pick any of your pets. If you don't have a pet, you can flow energy to any animal that you're aware of. It could be a bird in your garden. It could be your neighbor's dog. It could be a, an animal in a zoo that you know. It can be around the world. It doesn't really matter. So flow energy towards that animal. How do you do that? You just ask for it. Just start flowing energy. Now, you are not the source of that energy. So it's not like you are creating the energy that's now flowing. You're really just asking to create an energy flow from you towards the animal. So it's almost like the energy flow goes through you and and goes to your animal and it's being received there. So flow massive amounts of energy to your animal right now. So you might say, well, how do I do that? Just ask for it and open the faucet. Open it. More. Don't worry, you're not going to be depleted. Open it up. Now I want you to pull energy from your animal. So do the opposite now. Just pull energy from your animal and let it flow through you. Okay, so you're basically reversing the flow. So pull energy from your animal. More. Come on, come on. You're not killing them. More. More. For some of you that might be uncomfortable, you might be you might be having a sense of gratitude that is coming your way. Maybe you didn't expect that. Maybe you didn't think um, that that was possible. So pull more. Even more. Okay, cool. So how was that for you? Did that create a different sense for you that you now have between the animal and you? Did that create a different kind of connection? Was there anything different than before? So this tool you can really, really use, especially when you are going to work, for example, and your animal stays at home, if your animal has any form of separation, anxiety, any kind of anxiety with you leaving them, if you can do this energy flow dynamically and really, really flow massive amounts of energy towards them while you're leaving and also when you're gone, you're going to really truly have a different connection with them and they can perceive you with more ease. The biggest thing that most people do when they leave the house is that they they make themselves really small. They shrink and they try to sneak out and they try to be um, basically secretive about it and, and they try to make it so that, oh, it's not a big deal, I'm just leaving. But for the for the animal, the smaller you make yourself, the less they can perceive your energy and the more it freaks them out because you are no longer energetically available to them. So if you're doing the opposite, if you're actually leaving with your energy expanded out like we did in the first exercise and then flowing energy 
towards your animal the whole time you're gone, your animal will be way more relaxed. Your animal will know where you are. Um, they have an energetic connection to you. They they will know, they can perceive you in the world, basically. They may not know exactly where you are. Some animals, again, may have more of that capacity than others. But in regardless, the important part is that you are staying connected with them in that way. So, um, cool. Um, we actually do have somebody on the line here, and it's a 719 area code. I'm going to open up the line right now, and I want to see if you have yeah. a question. Hello. Do you have a question? <laughs> Maybe not. Okay. So if you are area code 719 and you do have a question, please ask it. You are now unmuted. So um, please let us know if you have a question. Um, cool. So this particular exercise um, will really give you more of a sense of really having that awareness and connection with your animals. So it is really um it can be a lot of fun to play with that. Now, when I when I started to when I started to do the write up for the show, you know, and I asked Charlie about connection, um, he did answer me, and I wrote that he said connection is imperative. Anything that is not working between you and the animal is based on a broken connection. So, if you are not really willing to be connected with your animal, if you're not willing to really truly have that going on, um, that's when miscommunication happens and that's when things may not go the way that that you think that they should. Now, sometimes, you know, certain behaviors that we have been practicing with our animals and we've been practicing with them together in a way um, are, a, it's a little bit of, um, it requires a little bit of diligence to change it. And I know this from my own experience and I know this from working with people. Sometimes uh, both parties aren't totally willing to just let it go immediately. And often the animal is much more willing to let it go quicker than the person. But if the person has a point of view that they're not letting go, it just makes it harder to change something so uh, and I've seen it more often than not that it's really the person that is creating what is going on and the animal is willing to change it and let it go I have seen some animals that haven't been willing to let something go or change it um, or it's them a while to basically be willing to let it go for whatever reason but truly, the more questions you can ask about it and the more you can be willing to just really receive the energy and be willing to, to totally um, let things go, the easier it will be. So if you are finding yourself having expectations, let's say, you know, and, and I see that a lot when, when you have an animal that acts aggressively towards either other animals or people, it makes it harder for people to let go of this. And so I always recommend that if there are any tools that you can use that will help you to change this, please do. For example, a muzzle 
maybe a great tool to use because it gives you the sense of calm and peace. You know that if your dog is wearing a muzzle, um, he may still be able to barge forward and act aggressively, but at least then there will be no bite. So, uh, so that gives you peace of mind in a way, and that can help you with changing your point of view about the situation. And the sooner you can change your point of view and you can be more relaxed and you can be more at ease, then guess what happens? Your dog will start to relax. Your dog will be more at ease because all of a sudden the franticness that was there before is no longer perceivable. Because the thing that I was mentioning before is that if you are having any kind of frantic in your world, let's say your dog is dog aggressive and you're walking down the road and a dog is coming towards you, if you are having a sort of frantic in your world in that moment, your dog perceives it, period. Now, your dog will start to look around and look and see what is making my person frantic. He will never assume that it's his behavior that is making you frantic. Please know that your dog will never assume that it's his or her behavior that is making you frantic. Your dog will always look to the outside. What around us is making my person frantic? Now, from the past and from other behaviors that have been practiced, then the dog will see that other dog and be like, oh, that is the source of the frantic. So then there you go. Here starts you start your behavior right there. And so now how do you change that? You may actually at that moment, first of all, you could, what you could do is just stop. Go to the other side of the street, but please just stop. Don't try to move through it in a way of like, oh, let me just go by here really quick. You need to change your point of view here first. So go to a place where you are no longer affected by this. So maybe switch the side of the road. Stand there. Do the three-point exercise. Do it. Include your dog in the exercise. How do you do that? Just by being there and by putting yourself physically between that dog and your dog. So put your dog in a sit. Um, be far enough away where you can do that so your dog is not acting yet. Your dog is still just in the mode of like, what is making my person frantic? Kind of looking around. Maybe has seen the dog now locked into that energy. Okay, cool. Other side of the street, a little bit less of that. You can actually get them to sit down. You can maybe even make them look at you, um, keep them engaged, and then do the three-point exercise at the same time. So you're now creating peace and calm. You're creating more space. You're creating a sense of, I don't have to do this. I don't have to be this. I don't have to react to this. And this is true for you too. You don't have to react to it either. So even just that exercise, if you can just be across from the road without your dog reacting and with your dog actually relaxing while this other dog walks by, you just change something dramatically. So you can repeat that exercise over and over and you will see that every time your dog is now starting to be calmer, you are starting to be calmer. So now you can maybe do this exercise a little bit closer. 
you don't maybe have to go that far away. Um, start doing it while you're walking. Start doing it while you are seeing the other animal coming towards you. Start doing the exercise while you're moving. Um, maybe now you can just pass this other dog by at a, maybe just a smaller circle around it. Um, what else is really truly possible here when you are starting to truly also change your point of view, change your reaction, and also build basically the confidence that your dog doesn't have to react every time. You can see that. You go, oh, wow, this actually worked really well. My dog behaved beautifully. So please don't ever assume, though, that now you have just changed it all. You have to be willing to look at every situation over and over and over. Is this one where uh, my dog is going to react? Is this one where I'm reacting? What's going on here? So uh, please always stay in the question, always stay in your awareness, and just keep practicing the connection. Keep pulling the energy and keep playing with these tools. So um, pulling energy, flowing energy, three-point exercise, um, please play with that. Please have fun with that and see truly, truly, truly what else is a possibility in the connection and in the relationship that you can have with your animals. And I know we talk about dogs a lot here, um, but this really, truly goes for a lot of animals, or actually all animals, um, including sometimes the animals we call people. So please play with that and see what else you can create. Um, And I'm sorry that we didn't really uh, talk to Charlie more in this particular conversation, but he was very present and he was actually very, very relaxed during our conversation here. So um, he he was a contribution, even though he didn't actually talk. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, truly, truly appreciate your uh, enjoyment of the show. And I hope to see you one day or meet you one day in one of the classes that I offer around the world or telecalls that I have available. So until then, um, we'll see you next time. Enjoy the energy flows. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to me, the amazing Charlie, today. And oh yeah, Susie too. I like her a lot, don't you? You can sign up for our show reminder by clicking the follow button right below. That's right, I'm your new master. And if you can't remember from the next day or whatever, that thing will send it to you, I think. That's what Susie tells me at least. We hope you can join us then and you will use the tools and tips we spoke about today with all the animals around you. Now it's time for Susie's walk. I gotta go. Conversations with dogs. Mm-hmm.